Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hello, and welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. Today, all we're going to do is answer a question because I got an amazing question that I want to share with you guys. Um, It's titled Career, Aging, and Feminism. And it's a question by JC, who needs no fancy sign off because JC is an awesome set of initials. So JC asks, "Um, I'm 65 and working as a CEO of a public housing authority. It took me a lifetime to reach stability. It's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about my work, but I'm burning out. The politics and dis-ease of large organizations are so hard to deal with. Add that to having the discipline to keep working for community and personal improvement in the face of long-term chronic depression and anxiety. How do I find the energy and guidance to move to a better workplace and a healthier life? Um, also, JC was very kind as to give me her birth date of August 13th, 1953. Now, with just a birth date, not a time and a place, so without an exact time of birth and a city and state or province of birth, I cannot look at a full birth chart, but I can, with just the date, look at where the planets were on the date of JC's birth. And so there's, there's a couple ways I'm going to answer this question. First of all, I'm sorry. That sucks. I mean, it just having chronic depression and anxiety sucks. Working within organizations or institutions that are constantly kind of like disorganized and and resistant to change is really difficult. And what you're talking about, JC, is is just very human. You know, you you strive your whole adult life to get to a place and then you get there and you're here we are and you're in your 60s and and what and then what how long do you work and what kind of work can you do as you change the world around you changes or doesn't change um and then of course mental wellness and emotional wellness is an essential part of investigating this so the first thing i want to say is that within your question I kind of get some some information, which is that you're looking for the answer. What should I do? Instead of trying to determine an evaluation process. So let me explain what I mean. When we're faced with difficult things, especially big things, not, you know, uh, small d- situational things, but but something like this, what you're referring to is changing your career, the impact you make on the world, what you do moving forward with your life. Um, these are very big questions. Um, and when we have to answer these kinds of questions, the thing I always advise people to do is take a pause, take several steps back from the immediacy of your situation or your situations and ask yourself, what are my three most driving needs? Okay. And, and start with only three, because you're going to have more than that when we're talking about big stuff, but start with three. So it might be, um, something that is, you know, engaging and in alignment with my political and social values. It might be something that is, uh, supportive or at least not interruptive to my mental health. You know, it could be like these big overarching things. It could be something that pays me enough money to live my life, right? It could be these big overarching things. But first start with three things that you know you're motivated to prioritize. And moving forward, regardless of all else, know that if your choices or your options do not 
well reflect those three guiding principles or needs that you're off course. So that's step one. Step two is from those three things, you can create a longer list of what are the things you truly want and need. And what is often true is that it's easier to know, or it's kind of more on the surface to know what you don't want than what you do want. That's fine. If it's easier to start with what I don't want, you can do two lists. I'm old school. I like paper and pen. You can do whatever you want, guys. But to to do two lists, the first list is all the things I have experienced at work or in my life that I know I do not want. You can flush that out of your system. And then on a, on a, in a different column, go ahead and write a different list. And that different list is what you want to call into your life, what you want to do, what you choose to participate with and what you not just consent to, but can actually embrace in your life. And this is an action that will perpetuate clarity. And clarity is really an important piece of asking the right questions, let alone getting the answers. And, you know, if you read my work and you listen to me on the podcast, you're, you're going to hear me say over and over again that having kind of the, the drive to get the answer, it's so human, but it gets in the way because life is not a movie where there's this beginning and then a middle and then an end. There's no end. I mean, sure. Yeah. Of course, there's an end. And there are many endings of the course of life. But it's all, you know, it exists in this big cycle. It exists in this big cycle. So there's not find the answer and then you're done. That's not it. It's the journey towards embodiment or truth or well-being or the journey towards achieving something of value to you. That journey brings you to where you think you're going and many other places. And then it just brings you to a new peak and a new a new set of goals. So all to say, clarify what it is that you want, not to do job-wise, but what it is that you want. What are the conditions you want? And then you'll be able to answer this question, maybe not right away, but you will be able to answer this question on your own. Now, the other thing I'm going to say here is that some of your question really does determine, uh, does depend upon your finances, of course. And the the thing that I think is very important when any kind of spiritual investigation is being done, that we acknowledge and and really respect that we are material beings living in a material world. And regardless of what you think or feel of capitalism, that's that's the game we're in. Somebody plunked us in here, and this is the game we are forced to play. We play with capitalism. So the in other words, what I'm saying is. To be 65 means you ideally will have a plan or resources that you can call upon so that you can eventually retire and not work in industry and not be kind of in, in the nine to five race, right? Eventually the body and the mind wants a damn break. And that is a beautiful thing. It is a human thing. And if you can make plans to support that, that is really valuable. And if you have the financial resources to make that choice in coming years, but you don't necessarily want to make that choice, again, I encourage you to align yourself with what is it you do want, because it's a lot of ways of participating in the world and working that aren't about having a nine to five job. Certainly, you know, CEO is a very big job. So um, I'm not trying to say you should retire. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that this has got to be part of the process of what you're thinking about in terms of your resources, whether they're financial or internal or whatever. Okay. So that said, you gave me your birthday. I pulled up your chart and let me tell you what I saw. And if you are an astrologer or you're a uh, kind of an astrology student, you can use an ephemeris 
to look up the birth date. And that birth date again is August 13th, 1953. And this will not tell us the rising sign. This will not tell us the placement of the planets and it will not tell us an accurate moon sign. So I will not consider any of those things. Um, but I will say this in your birth chart, you have something called Neptune conjunct Saturn and Neptune conjunct Saturn. I shouldn't say your birth chart in your planetary alignment is, um, it is a really powerful aspect to have in the chart. And what it does is it indicates that your ideals and what you do, you know, what you do in the material world are always interconnected. And it is really hard for you to determine frequently. It is hard for you to determine what is too much structure and too much labor and uh, what is like too deep of a break. So what is most common I find for people with this aspect is that they experience a, def- a depressive form of anxiety or an anxious form of depression. Super fun. Here's the but. It's a good but. The but is that struggle. And, I, and I'm not saying it, it creates the clinical condition of these things. I am not equipped to, to refer to the clinical condition of these things, but more the, you know, um, just the personality uh, of having a depressive form of anxiety or an anxious form of depression. And what this does is it kind of forces you to over the course of your life, time and time again, slow down and make sure that what you're doing is in alignment with what you believe. And this aspect really wants you to integrate your ideals into your habits and actions and to have your habits and actions reflect your values around humanity and kindness and empathy. That's really what it is. And in the world, especially if you're really ambitious, as you clearly are, that's hard to do. And so there's a way that your mental health may serve to slow you down and ask you to take better care of yourself. And that's a real pain in the ass, JC, but it's not without its value. It's not without its merit, especially if you're willing to learn from that. And you can trust that this is a time of your life where you are meant to learn from that because Pluto um, has started to square your natal uh, Neptune and there it will do so to your Saturn. And so for the next couple of years and certainly in 2018, you are in a period where you are struggling to figure out where you place amongst these things. And the way that these things will kind of present themselves are through your mental and emotional wellness, because that's what you respond most clearly to. And so the more clarity you can cultivate around who you are and what you truly desire, what you truly believe in, the easier it will be for you to determine, therefore, what are the steps? Don't start with what are the steps? Start with the internal conditions. That said, you have Mercury in, in your, well, on the day you were born, Mercury was at one degree and 47 minutes of Leo, which means Uranus is squaring your natal Mercury. And this means that, uh, yeah, your brain's moving a mile a minute. You're, you're, you're really, you're being challenged to figure things out in a new way, find new solutions. Um, this transit can often accompany like insomnia and a restlessness and, and, and just a lot of stress but it also gives you ingenuity. It gives you the potential to see things truly differently than you've seen them before. And even better, it inspires you to make changes that are life affirming. And that's really why you wrote in. That's what you're asking me about. How do I make life affirming changes, right? And so 
it's, it's a process. There's not a fixed point answer, at least not now. And what I want to urge you to do over the course of the next several months to years is find yourself, find what you really believe in. Don't do this at the expense of your material welfare. Do this in kind of concert with the material conditions you've built up in your life. And you may have to let something go. You may have to let many things go. But when we are letting go of things that no longer serve us, as terrifying as it is, and it's terrifying, it is really scary to let things go that we're identified with or that we associate with stability or with power or with, you know, our good deeds. When it's time to let those things or people go and we actually do it. It's just like shedding, just like shedding heavy stuff in your bag. Like it's just a weight lifted off of you. And it is really powerful. And then what can happen is that something else can come in. And this is where people get really confused and where people get disempowered because the fantasy of spiritual development and like, quote, doing the right thing is that you drop the shitty thing, you drop the thing you've outgrown. And then something gorgeous just comes right through. It's like what Glenda the Good Witch just comes down to meet you in a pink bubble and everything is beautiful. But that's not really how it goes. Sometimes, sometimes it does. Sometimes you just like, you say no to one opportunity and then later that day you get offered a better opportunity and you're like, oh my God, that's a maze. But often in life, uh, that's not how it works at all. And you have to tolerate the uncertainty of not knowing what comes next. But not knowing what comes next does not mean nothing's coming. And it does not mean that it won't be good for you. It just means you don't know. And it means, and I know this might sound idealistic, which I never hope to be, but it does mean that it is an opportunity for you to self-care, to get to know the part of you that wants to control, contain, and direct everything, and to really try to bring more mindfulness to it, more compassion to it, and to breathe into it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So that is my A to your Q. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed answering this question. I, I really believe in this. And um, I, I have a really good feeling, JC, about where you're going. I just think you really need to slow down to get there actually as quickly as possible. So I hope this was helpful for you guys, and I look forward to talking to you again on Sunday uh, when I drop the next episode, and you know what? I, I probably love you. I really do. I love you. I feel like I feel this amazing amount of love. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid because we don't know each other that well, but you know, in astrology, there's this idea of love that I, that I learned from this astrologer named uh, Martin Schulman, which I mean, I could say a lot of critical things about this guy, but, uh, but this is a concept I read from one of his books many years ago. And it, and it really had a huge impact on my life. And it's that there are two kinds of love. There's personal love and there's impersonal love. And personal love is the relationship I've built up with my cat or the relationship I have with my family or my besties. That's personal. And then there's impersonal love, which is the love I have for all peoples, the love I have for all cats, <laughs> and the love I have for you. And these two forms of love are equal but different, and they require different things of us, and they access different parts of us. And generally, 
People have an easier or more organic time with one form of love than the other. I don't think they are better or worse. I think wholeness is ideal. And that's all. That's a lot. That's a lot of words I just used to say, I love you. Thanks for listening. Uh, Be nice to yourself. Be nice to the people around you. Try to try to be nice to to your shitty parts. Try to hold space for everyone has them and uh, keep on trying. Bye. Every year they say the end is near, but we're still here.